Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Teaching. I'm Mrs Murray, thank you so much for listening today. This episode is about empowering educators, how we, as teachers, can embrace our own empowerment and trust our own professional judgement. There is a strong argument for removing bureaucratic red tape and encouraging bottom-up decision-making in Scottish schools, repositioning educational leadership and giving teachers freedom and autonomy. In the current educational climate, teachers can feel under siege. There are so many different changes with the policy and guidance of health and safety and risk mitigation for COVID-19, as well as the educational recovery for secondary teachers, the alternative certification model, retraining on new ways of holding exams. We are continuing the standardised national assessments in Scotland for primaries in P1, 4 and 7. We are delivering a new sexual health and relationships and partnerships training that none of the teachers in Scotland have had experience of working with before. We are still keeping up with tracking, with parents' night reporting and all the other expectations that come in with a school day such as special weeks or charity fundraisers. The role of the teacher is changing. It seems at times it's growing arms and legs. The expectations of teachers' responsibilities with schools and their local community and the pupils in their class and within their environment has really become very draining. It can be easy to focus on the small tasks, to focus just on your class, to focus just on your relationships, And you can become very busy, overwhelmed and overworked without thinking about the wider perspective of your school, your colleague community, your local authority network or the links that you have to another Scottish teacher going through the same problems as you somewhere on the other side of Scotland or in our Scottish Isles. In this episode, I would really like to highlight the importance of empowering educators in Scotland. We know that a top-down approach from the Scottish Government and from local authorities that give head teachers the autonomy to change policies and adapt budgets and funding as they wish does help in some situations. However, on a practitioner level, for a teacher-led recovery in Scottish education, we really are missing a key point of the people who are facing these children every day, the people who are going through the same experiences and working on the front line with our learners in Scotland really have the most knowledge and the deepest understanding of the challenges and problems that children are facing within education and that teachers are facing in the classroom. These challenges that teachers are facing are not new. Although the uncertainty of the post-Covid pandemic has exacerbated these strains and really has created a very difficult and delicate challenge for teachers who are trying to mitigate a healthy work-life balance. Teacher empowerment when teachers are feeling undervalued and overworked, overwhelmed indeed, this can become the bottom of the priority. A teacher at the end of a long day who has had to deal with a lot of challenging situations that really go above and beyond their pedagogical responsibilities are unlikely to want to go home and continue their career in professional learning and develop them when their health and wellbeing needs are not actually being met. Unfortunately, the situation that teachers across Scotland find themselves in is that if you're not willing to make the time for your empowerment and your professional development and growing your own confidence in your practice and teaching ability, then no one else is going to do it for you. The hardest reality is that 
we have to empower ourselves. We have to be a network for each other. And we have to have the confidence in our skills and our knowledge and our understanding to say, no, beg your pardon. I understand that this is the policy from the local authority. I understand that this is the guidance from the Scottish Government. And I understand this is the will of my senior management or extended management team. However, I am responding to the needs of the parents. I am responding to the needs of the pupils. I am responding to the specific needs of my class. And you should be confident and courageous and be able to say, I am using my professional judgment. And I think the truth is that if you're an active member of a union, and teaching union in Scotland, if a head teacher or a senior management is disrespectful and is really unreasonable and challenging your professional judgment, then you do have support from your school rep or getting in touch with your local authority association union and just asking for advice and asking for a wee bit of mediation because I think it's been a long time since I have seen my colleagues and myself feel really confident in saying no, no, I, I, I disagree with you and I'm using my professional judgment and I would like to try it. And of course, I'll reflect on that and we can have another meeting to discuss it. But drawing your own line and being able to hold your ground as a teacher is something that as you become deflated and overworked and overwhelmed is less and less likely. And I think we really need to make a conscious decision to make that effort to empower each other and to empower ourselves. The importance of practitioner-led research on influencing policies and our future of pedagogy and teaching is vital. No one would expect any teacher to run their own entirely and I think working together and each of us doing a small portion and contributing would be the way forward to encourage teacher-led research into, into teaching practices. There is currently an opportunity to work with the School of Education at Dundee University on curriculum research. Um, the research will start in late May of this year, 2021, and I'll leave the link for that in the description of this podcast. I also discussed this on my first episode that I am a teacher in Scotland who just recently completed their Masters in Education certification part-time. took me two years. This was a very large commitment that I took on, but I have to say it was very valuable and I found it extremely beneficial for my personal and my professional development. And it started a conversation within my own school with colleagues. I wonder how many teachers out there have master's levels credits from completing their postgraduate diploma in education and are leaving them sitting there thinking, oh, I would like to go back and do my MED, my master's in education. However, not sure. And I think that's uncertainty, particularly in the COVID pandemic, is extremely challenging. I would encourage anybody listening out there who does have a couple of master's credits to go to the GTCS framework for Masters in Education and just have a look. There is a way that you can transfer credits within five years of completion. If you submitted any essays at level 11, you could save on tuition fees by having maybe one or two modules, depending on the total credits that that was for, reduced. And that would save you time because you would have less modules to complete left coursework to do while you are working, of course, full time. That's very difficult. And it will also save you in the actual tuition costs. And I would encourage anybody who might be interested in this and is coming to the end of their time limit to have a look. Because of the COVID pandemic and the online instead of face-to-face teaching and learning for most of our universities across Scotland, you might find that I know Glasgow University are doing a 20% off. um, You know, because of the impacts of the COVID pandemic, there might be a way, this might be a cheaper way to do it. It might also save you 
when you really are tight for time after school and you don't have to travel to and from universities for lectures and seminars because a lot of this coursework might be available to engage with online as it had been last year for many people doing their postgrad and any master's work in education. For me, I really found it empowering working on my master's in education and even though I was tired, definitely after school there were some days as I drove in my car to attend lectures and seminars I thought to myself, you know, oh, I'm a bit mad. I don't know exactly what I'm getting out of this. There's no more of a chartered teacher. But actually what I'm getting out of it is my strength and empowerment in my own professional understanding and my understanding of education in a wider sense. I have to say that I gained critical reflection and a critical consciousness to ask the big picture questions regarding education. And I considered seriously what our, what our principles and priorities ought to be instead of what the policies are and what my experience is in the Scottish classroom. I really think that this led to my professional liberation and I believe if this was the experience of practitioners across Scotland, it could lead to transformative action within our profession and greater education system across Scotland. I would encourage any practitioner out there to engage with their own empowerment. Be brave and trust your own judgement and if you can, Continue your own professional learning experience. I know we all have a commitment of 35 hours for CPD that we submit online to the GTCS standards for registration, but I really think a lot of the time our CPD are things that are zoomed in, you know, the the small focus of possibly a skill. For me, I know it's SEAL, or it could be dive into reading, dive into writing, some sort of new policy or new local authority priority that I need to get my head around. But really, I would encourage anyone to think. When you're doing your CPD, think about what would empower you, what would give you greater confidence and really more strategies to think about education in a bigger picture across Scotland and think, what is the role and responsibility of teachers across Scotland? What should I be responsible for and what can I do to improve the education system or gently push the needle in my school, in my classroom to empower and embrace professional learning for practitioners across Scotland? I think the teacher role is changing so much. We are no longer facilitators for knowledge. We are no longer authoritarian in our approach. We really need to examine the changes that have been made with this alternative vision of Scottish education as we continue to bring out more and more policies, more and more initiatives without closing the attainment gap, without already achieving any of the priorities that we'd previously set. And I think we need to have liberation in teaching. And we really need to have open communication and a collaborative approach to improving education from the bottom up and not focus on a top-down led approach from head teachers or from local authorities or in fact the Scottish Government. Thank you so much for listening today. Please know you can get in touch with the podcast. That's time to talk about teaching at gmail.com. You can email in. I'd be happy to talk with anyone who is interested in doing their masters, anyone who's in Central Belt Scotland, of course. It might be the opportunity where we could network and create a group of practitioners that are interested in investing in their own professional learning and development or a group of practitioners that are going to engage with the research that I mentioned earlier at Dundee University into the curriculum because I think CFE, the Curriculum for Excellence, has become an absolute minefield and some of the things that were hot topics and really pushed when I first trained to do my postgrad teaching and education like, for example, the four capacities, successful learners, 
confident individuals, global citizens and responsible contributors really has been something that I haven't heard anyone mention. Some of the benchmarks, some of the E's and O's, some of the bundling, some of the things that we took for granted, like interdisciplinary learning or assessment is for learning, are things that I'm assuming are still in place because they're still in the CFE document and there hasn't been an updated version to remove them. But these things are things that I do believe have fell by the wayside. And in this time of educational recovery, I think it's important to really reflect and reanalyse on what are the priorities ought to be in Scottish education. And I think that Scottish teachers working with pupils face to face on the front line are the people who really have the knowledge and understanding to guide Scottish education and the Scottish school system to benefit the children and the parents, the community and the teachers who are actually working in the schools and have an approach that really is a humanistic approach and is led by real experience and teacher judgment and evidence-based research. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate anyone who's reviewed this podcast, anyone who's left a comment or shared it. Please, if you think this would be a valuable episode or something you think would be of interest to any of your colleagues that have spoken to you about investing in themselves, in their masters or in their own empowerment, then please do let them know about the podcast and have them have a wee listen in. You can let me know what you think anytime. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you contributing to this conversation today. Take care. Bye bye for now.